Rob Van Dam, listen to True Hill Heat. Pow. <laughs> it's Saturday morning, and you know what that means. It's time for some more True Hill Heat. It was a busy week, starting off with Forbidden Door. We had Blood and Guts, a full week of WWE action, including the return of John Cena. Logan Paul gets signed to WWE. Io Shirai might be on the way out. Out. We got a very, very special guest, Ella J of SE Scoops, plus much, much more. So let's hit the intro. Inc. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 182. Blood in the bank. We are here to discuss the latest wrestling news, including Logan Paul signing with WWE, Io Shirai leaving WWE, question mark, recap of the all the weekly shows from professional wrestling from WWE, AEW, New Japan, uh, GCW, Impact Wrestling, and much, much more. And of course, preview and predictions for WWE, Money in the Bank. I am back as always with the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. Good morning. How is everybody? Happy Saturday. I hope everyone is well. We have a lot to get into for all of these events. One particular company was better than the other this week, but we'll, you know, we'll dive on in for that one. Starting early with the shade, but we got a very <laughs> you know? special guest. Very, very special guest. First shade, time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First time with us, someone that I was just talking to off camera, saying someone I've admired from afar for her work ethic in this wrestling media game, going across the board for SE Scoops, a wrestling gal podcast, the grown as woman podcast. She's an editor over there, PWI Women's 150, love wrestling. She's all <laughs> over the place, Wrestle Zone. Like it, it, Chrissy, Chrissy always says, I work a bunch of places but i think she works even more than me <laughs> <laughs> one of the faces of sports infotainment ella J. thank you for joining Woo! us thank you so much i'm wearing i'm wearing green in honor of money in the bank tonight nice. um, obviously there's been there's been a a heck of a week in professional wrestling i mean pay-per-view wise news wise mm -hmm, and we mm -hmm. got a whole other pay-per-view tonight so i'm ready to get into it it's it's like you wrap up one one week right. of uh, wrestling and the pay per views. Another one keeps coming, mm -hmm. but we finally we're fi I think that's the finally the time where we could take a break until SummerSlam weekend. We could finally take a break because I think it's like been consecutive weeks with this uh, Forbidden Door. Yeah. You had anniversary yeah. before that. You had Hell in a Cell. You had <laughs> Double or Nothing. So finally, we could oh yeah, it's like that. Break. It's like that that whole week we was like, oh my god, I'm like kind of wrestled out a, a little bit. Yeah, not like that. That is like kind of. A th that, I mean, it is a thing, but give me a little bit of a breather, a break, a like just a just two two day two three days, you know, <laughs> unwind and un you know, you yeah. know, you know what I'm talking about, guys. I think you're right <laughs> though. I don't think there's any other big pay per views coming up before SummerSlam. Now that I think no. about it, so we have a yes, little dry spell. I, I, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like right, me too. I am too. They threw a ROH pay per view like the week before oh, SummerSlam. That's right. Okay. 
But at least we got two weeks. We got two weeks mm-hmm. to breathe and calm. And it hasn't been any crazy news like owners of companies and right, allegations right. and stuff. So we're good. That's a good, good point. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but LJ, I try my best to do an introduction to tell everybody what you're doing in wrestling media. But it, please yourself, your first time on the <laughs> YouTube channel, let the people know everything that you are doing in wrestling media. Well, we would be here all day if we did everything, so I'll keep it as short. But um, yeah, so my three-year anniversary of my own podcast is actually coming up two weeks from today, um, which is crazy. It's already been almost three years. I have a really cool show coming up for that, something I've never done before, but I like to challenge myself sometimes. Um, And I think, like we said off-screen, I'll be going to SummerSlam on behalf of SE Scoops for StarCast in Nashville as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun and just keeping up with everything else that i'm doing um obviously covering some of the pay-per-views like we're doing here today i'm, I'm really excited for tonight and i have a lot coming up i uh, love to hear it love to hear it uh, and we got we got chrissy and ella j we got the we got the woman's empowerment going on i feel like making chrissy like the ceo and chairwoman <laughs> so bring it all around, <laughs> about everything yes that's um, great <laughs> But yes, we got to talk about all the wrestling news, all the shows from this past week. But of course, we want to appreciate everyone who's watching us, joining us live for the True Hill Heat podcast, as well as anyone watching us on demand. We appreciate you. So show that appreciation back by dropping the thumbs up on this video. Share Mm -hmm. this video with all your wrestling fans, friends and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, smash that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here and if you're watching us on facebook or twitter <clears throat> drop a heart a like an angry emoji a laugh emoji however the weekend wrestling made you feel and of course <laughs> we want to shout out uh, everyone in the live chat thank you for joining us and show us your love we're going to try to highlight as many of your comments as possible but your super chat donations is the best way to support the channel we are a self-funded channel so it's the best way to show your love to the contributors here and everyone uh watching as well can see your comments highlighted on screen we got frantic world here with us we got Vala good morning Hassan's here cm is already already unhappy <laughs> that i mentioned the, i feel the you friend i i am the same way yes yeah i feel uh, we're keeping the same energy cm that's right girlfriend <laughs> oh, we got we got nick jackson the negro bug saying what's up y'all how everyone is doing good welcome to good the morning. show See warm welcome from our community here and of course we love to shout out our community with our true heel roll call our true hill trinity on our facebook group page the top three coming in at number three is stewie palmer number two austin hartsfield brown and number one the negro buck nick jackson our patreon backers vala b alan weinstein nick jackson alex mccarthy professor chris austin k slam and sammy joe you my boy blue yadi robert steve Steve, Antoine, Fifth Generation Carney, Beep Boop, DJ Eric, Ladarius Brown, and John, aka Wrestle Scopes. And we got some more love for, for Ella J. Hey, That's what I love to see. I love 
I love to see it. But let's talk about this week in wrestling that's, of course, started off with the show that we previewed last week right here, AEW NJPW Forbidden Door. Uh, it was main evented by John Moxley defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi in what was an excellent main event to win the interim AEW World Championship. Of course, this is Moxley after sneezing because every time he sneezes, he gets busted open, it seems. Um, but <laughs> Claudio Castanoli <laughs> was also on the show joining John Moxley in the Blackpool Combat Club, making his debut for AEW as the hand-picked replacement for Brian Danielson by defeating Zack Sabre Jr. in a tremendous technical wrestling clinic. We also had Switchblade Jay White beat Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page, and Kazuko Okada in a great four-way to retain the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in what was my probably my favorite match of the year. I, I Will Ospreay defeated oh. Orange Cassidy to retain the right. IWGP yes. United States Championship. And then for all the New Japan lovers, Shibata appeared and <laughs> confronted Will Ospreay after the match and, of course, had a moment with Orange Cassidy as well. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki beat Shoto Amino, Willie Yuta, and Eddie Kingston in an awesome trios opener. We had an inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Champion as Pac defeated Clark Connors, uh, Malachi Black, and Miro in a terrific four-way. We also had FTR beat Rapongi Vice and the United Empire's Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn in another great match to retain the ROH World Tag Team titles and win the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles. And the Stinger uh, also uh, teamed up with Darby Allin and Shingo Takagi to defeat El Phantasmo and the Young Bucks in an extremely fun trio match. And Thunder Rosa beat Tony Storm taste. to retain the AEW <laughs> World <laughs> Women's Championship. Ella, what was the biggest standout from you out of everything that happened on this huge show, Forbidden Door? My, I will say it out, out front, my show of the year, the best show that I've seen all mm. year in wrestling was Forbidden Door, but what was the big standout for you? You know, honestly, I feel like an underrated match going into this was the All-Atlantic Championship. Yes, I feel like yep. it could have gone mm -hmm. either way. I think a lot of people were maybe expecting Miro to win. I mean, he's a former TNT champion and he's just returning. I don't know. But I think that was definitely an underrated match. I think it's cool that they've introduced this title with people representing from different countries outside of the United States. And I think it's cool that Pac gets some gold in there. Yes, I'm so yes, excited to see what he yes. does next. And I feel like this All-Atlantic division, I think, has a lot of potential, too. And I feel like it can be defended outside of AEW, maybe. I don't know if that's been mm. specified at all. But I, I like this new introduction. I know they have a bunch of championships, but I like this concept of it. I, I really do. And I think that was honestly Dark Horse match of the evening. Mm. Yeah. Clark Connors, who came in like a relative unknown, got a huge Wait, response yeah. when he mm -hmm, made yeah. his comeback. I really enjoyed that <laughs> match as well. Grissy Love, what was your match of the night from Forbidden Door? Um, I can agree with Ella with that one. That was one of the matches that was like 
going into it, people probably like I think slept on it. it was like didn't really mm-hmm. expect it. Um, I didn't think Merrill was going to win because he had already was like the T he had the TNT cha- championship and mm-hmm. Pac has been there since the very beginning and he's never had any gold. Yeah. So he was, he was the rightful one to win. I, I thought Malachi could have been a, a good second choice, um, but you wouldn't have been, uh, there was no bad pick if whoever was to win, to be honest. I think all four men were amazing, but my match of the night have to be uh, Orange cast, um, Orange and uh, Will. That was... I mean, by far impeccable work between the two. I mean, the back and forth, the looking, it it was whoever did that match, bravo to you, because that one was spot on. Great, great match. I like the the, um, one with uh, Jay White. I didn't like the finishing, the finisher, though. I was very confused. But their match also was very good, too. Yeah, the crowd was on their feet like ten matches in for that yes. match that came yeah. on like they the end of the night. That- they they were those people who got tickets for that show were ble- truly truly blessed because they were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had a good time at home. I can imagine it being there live. You understand? Yes, uh, of course, Claudio Castanoli making his debut. That was one of my standouts. Him and Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. is one of my favorite wrestlers of the year. So seeing them go at it and a little bit of fallout news from Forbidden Door. Claudio's debut, the Wrestling Observer Mm -hmm. Newsletter reports that the move was said to be a shock to talent in WWE. The reason they were shocked was because of the size of the offer WWE gave uh, Claudio before he left. It was said to be a big deal with a lot of talent. The belief was that AEW was no longer trying to match offers from WWE and talent believed that AEW must have either match or top WWE's Mm -hmm. offer to make the former Cesaro leave. Castanoli uh, would have made a very substantial amount of money in WWE if he stayed. And Tony Khan has said in the past that he was a fan of Castanoli's wrestling and his in-ring intelligence. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter speculates that it's possible Claudio went to AEW to show he was a top talent before his Mm. age prevented it. So what did you think about Claudio Castanoli's introduction into AEW, Ella? I think too. Uh, well, first of all, I think we all expected it to be Gargano, Gresham, or Claudio, and I think any way you would have yeah. shook it, I when? think would have been would have been great because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson said it's a it's going to be a great technical match, so that narrowed it down a bit. Um, and then I think it was revealed that Gargano it wasn't going to be Gargano, so then that left Gresham and Claudio, and we were all like, oh, it's going to be Claudio. Um, <laughs> I I am I am excited for him to be in AEW. I obviously think not all of it is about the money i think for right. him yeah. i mean he wasn't he had a lot of start stop pushes in wwe especially like on his way out there was never anything really long standing that was substantial him, yeah. i think except maybe wrestlemania last year against when he beat seth rollins you know i think that was probably the biggest thing he's done in the last couple of years unfortunately yeah. mm-hmm. But I think for him, and I mean, I, I'm just speculating. I think for him, it probably wasn't about the money. It was about being happy and being able to work and showcase yourself. And obviously now he's already been able to do that on only, what, two, three shows so far. So I'm excited for him to be in AEW. I think he's a great <laughs> asset. And I mean, not only technically wise, but I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he can do now as Claudio with more freedom in the ring. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he might have been held back a bit in WWE. So I'm excited to see what he has to bring to the table that maybe we haven't gotten to see before, or at least in a while. Mm. 
Yeah, he also had that uh, great match with Roman Reigns last year at yeah. WrestleMania Backlash. But yeah, that was that was basically the peak. His the, the peak of his time in WWE came towards like the latter mm-hmm. half. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy Love brought up the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship four-way. Some news coming out in regards to Adam Cole and that finish during Monday's Wrestling Observer Radio. It was reported mm-hmm. that Adam Cole suffered an injury at Forbidden Door. Oh. Specifically, it's believed that uh, Cole ended up with a concussion, and that is why the match appeared to end abruptly. Uh, Mm. Adam went for the Rainmaker on Cole, but Cole ducked out of it and collapsed. White then hit Mm. the Blade Runner on Okada and rolled Cole over and pinned him immediately. And basically, he pulled the sting against uh, Jeff Hardy at Victory Road. He basically told Adam Cole, like, stay down. Stay down. Don't move. Yeah, don't move. Yeah. Uh, after the match, what? we saw the Young Bucks in Kyle O'Reilly checked on uh, Cole along with medical staff. And according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Cole's concussion is said to be very serious. But other mm. than that, and not much else is known about his condition. And it was reported that he was banged up going into the match and had been wrestling with a torn labrum in his shoulder. While wow. he has been medically uh, wanting to continue, the issue may, may now require surgery, Chrissy. So what do you think? Oh, wow. That's... Well, good thing for the guys to notice it and catch on right away. Because, again, re-watching it, I didn't, I mean, I knew something weird happened, but I couldn't really tell. So for for them yeah. to, like, see that, spot on, good for them. And they know what to do and say, don't move, which is really good, you know. Um, so that's actually, you know, it's sad that, you know, he's he did suffer a concussion. Um these things are serious. They do really get hurt. Like they say, it's it's fake. But these guys are like putting their bodies on the line. So it, it is unfortunate that, you know, he is injured now, though. This injury plague, man. Yeah, he, right. It's some, somebody put something on AEW, I swear. They had to. Because it, there, there's no reason why, just like, what is that? Number, that's five now? Oh no, it's more than five. You got yeah. you got oh, see, they, Jesus, see. Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, now Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Jungle Boy, uh, oh, see, Darius see, Martin. See, like the yeah, yeah, I'm I'm missing I mean, names at this point. They're doing something. We named last week's show "The Door Should Stayed Forbidden." What do you think about all these uh, injuries, LJ? I mean, it's not only in <laughs> AEW. I mean, <laughs> I mean, even in WWE, and even with Matt Cardona, yeah. like a lot of the big companies right. have injury. I feel like Impact is the only one that doesn't have a like a, a major champion injury right now. That's true. Um, obviously, like Cardona had to give up the NWA Championship. Obviously, Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes being injured laid a Big a big hindrance to a pro- mm-hmm. possible SummerSlam and Money in the Bank plans. Um, it's just yeah, get well soon, Chugs. Man, I don't know what's yeah. going on. It's just there's a lot of injuries this summer. But I mean, people are stepping up to the plate. I mean, Rhea Ripley too with Money in the Bank. Carmella, yes, yes, yes. And that is in that instance. I don't know what's going on, but there's people mm-hmm. stepping up and being utility players. So I hope that these people That's stepping true. up um, so are going to give time to shine. And I think this was also the perfect way to bring in Claudio. Obviously they're making the best out of unfortunate injuries. It's at least so far. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're doing what they can, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy right now. But despite all the injuries, I would say Forbidden Door was a success. Yeah. They they also had uh, the good news mm-hmm. with the uh, business for it. WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston reported that AEW and NJPW crossover pay per view generated one hundred and twenty seven thousand buys between AEW's typical pay per view carriers and New Japan World. The latter service generated just over seven thousand buys on its own. The number comes from multiple people at both AEW and New Japan uh, were familiar with the sales numbers, and it's noted that this is still a projection because sales via traditional media takes months to get uh, Mm. the final count, and the net uh, revenue will be around $4.4 million, which does not include revenue from theater viewing and or sponsors like DraftKings. Uh, There's no word on how Mm. uh, or if the revenue will be shared between NJPW and AEW, but the numbers uh, put the pay-per-view below the likes of AEW All Out 2021 and AEW Double or Nothing 2022 and AEW Revolution 2022 in terms of the net revenue, but would be on the same level or slightly better than Full Gear 2021. And it's worth noting that Tony Khan said that the event grossed over $6 million between the $1 million wow. in ticket sales and $5 million plus in pay-per-views. And the number is the gross, which is of course different from the net revenue, which splits costs between uh, the pay-per-view carriers, but for all the injuries and all the setbacks that they have with the quality of all and the business coming out of it, it can be called anything but a success. 100%. Yeah, yeah it, right. it really was, and that's not even the whole number. They still have to get those sponsorships from DraftKings right. and all that stuff in, so that's not even mm-hmm, the full mm-hmm. number. So I'm interested to see what it actually comes out to be in a couple months once they finish tallying that. Yes, but I, I'm I'm happy they made that it, it was, it a, was a cash cow because that means we're gonna we're gonna get more <laughs> when people are more healthy. Right, when people right, are more right. healthy, we can get. And New Japan had a whole bunch of injuries with uh, Ishii being out and Hiromu Takahashi getting a a fee, having a fever. Naito just had eye surgery, so he wasn't able to be mm. here. So you have a whole bunch of guys mm. from NJPW as well as AEW that could be a part of the next event. So hopefully, this is good news coming mm. out of it. But it was more good news for AEW as they had AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts this week, which did big numbers in the ratings. They did mm-hmm. 1,023,000 viewers. That's the first time they hit 1 million viewers since March. The show That's featured the absolutely batshit insane Blood and Guts mm-hmm. match with the Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club defeating the Jericho yep. Appreciation Society with Claudio Castanoli uh, getting the win, making uh, Matt Menard submit to the sharpshooter before Eddie Kingston could make Chris Jericho submit after launching Sammy Guevara off the roof of the damn cage. <laughs> that was just insane. It was, it was, it was nuts. It was bloody. It was exactly what it you was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Orange Cassidy beat Ethan Page <laughs> in a very fun opener on this show as well. Uh, <laughs> this part where he was just right. from the cage. <laughs> I, I literally when they when they cut to Angelo Parker hanging up yeah. the stuffed pig, I was like, "How did he even get there?" I, like, I don't know. No one has footage. Someone please find the video to that. Please, I need to understand because they just panned and just the camera mm-hmm. just turned. They must they must have missed it. And it was over there. Go 
the whoever the who was the camera people for this? Wow. Like you guys, I mean, there was so much going on. Like you couldn't keep I don't even know how the people in the audience was like, I don't even I don't because at home I couldn't really even like understand how how is this even like being recorded and happening. There's like so much shit going on. It was just batshit crazy. Hey man, Blackpool Combat Club and Jericho Appreciate Society gave us two gems with the anarchy what? in arena and the blood and guts match. That's, Those are true. two gems, true. and the and they kept the production team busy with both of those matches. Um, <laughs> but like the I said, I was just like, we need drinks after this shit. Like, don't 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 call me for like three days. Like, <laughs> need a cigarette after that. You need. Uh, you definitely like need. <laughs> Like I said, Orange Cassidy beat Ethan Page in a very fun opener. You had Christian Cage cut another masterful heel promo and introduce the new evil dark version of Luchasaurus as he beat Serpentico. Dan Housen and FTR defeated Max Caster in the Gun Club in a good six-man tag. And Jade Cargill beat Leila Hirsch to retain the TBS title. But what has become the theme of AEW and, like Ella said, <laughs> wrestling, no... no no one comes undone or comes mm -hmm. unscathed from shows like this. Santana, unfortunately, he sustained an injury during the Blood and Guts main event. Uh, oh during God, Wednesday can't. night show, Santana suffered uh, a knee injury when he was doing a Uranagi during the match and didn't <clears> return <throat> to the match. PW Insider reports that Santana was checked out by officials at ringside. There's no word on his condition following the bout at this time, but... <laughs> Ella, what did you think about Blood and Guts and this entire episode of AEW Dynamite? Well, I think, first of all, the Jericho Appreciation Society needs the new name of Red Mesh because of... <laughs> really? like, what was that? Very boy band-esque. I was like, what is right. going on here? But I do think it's very fitting with the blood part. Um, It, it was just... I, I mean, them coming out, I mean, that itself was the first surprise. Them all organized, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, in... It's very Jericho. Like anytime he does, yeah, he has any. Anytime he does one of these matches, he's coordinating every everyone. They're getting in line, okay? Getting in it, line. <laughs> that was so good. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" But it is very Backstreet Jericho. Actually, boys, <laughs> exactly. um, I wanted that way video, all white. Remember, it was the whole thing. If that's it. I no, mean, uh, the, the all white was Backstreet Boys. This was more B2K. You think so? Not B2K. Who's going to be the backup singer? Who's going to be on the guitar? Obviously, Jericho's lead. But who's going to be the backup singers? I think um, Sammy. Probably Tyconti's gonna be a backup dancer for sure. Yeah, yeah she's definitely gonna be like, yeah, she's de yeah, she's definitely gonna be on like the go-go pole or something like that. You get absolutely, yes. <laughs> she's the go-go dancer. <laughs> Oh man, this already going off the rails. But yes, <laughs> honestly, though, that was that was a big part of the show too. Was just was just their their coordination i don't know it was a whole I, I hour think, like i was like was. what is happening like I'm it like, was is this time already i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was i was like oh they really gonna give us a whole hour of this and they did mm -hmm. minimal commercials it was like you did lots of picture and picture <clears throat> like they was like no they bought for that time frame they were like no we're not we're not going off the air they did and i think besides that um also layla gray 
in the end, I mean, obviously she got beaten by Jade Cargill, but there was that <laughs> moment at the end where she helps them out. So, like, is she new? Yeah. The, is she the new baddie? Question mark. That's right. kind is of unsure. Like, like <laughs> it maybe appears to be, but Jade is obviously having none of it. So, who's gonna be the new baddie to fill in for? I mean, speaking of injuries, Red Velvet too. You know. Oh <laughs> yes, there. This someone put a. The someone put a, a hex on these people or the these companies because they don't they want did. them to win. They don't want. They don't want all these. Why all of these people at all this at right now? Like right now, right now, when everything is like fully like yeah. operating, you can get on planes and go places, and you want to do this right now. Yeah, so I don't know who the new baddie is going to be. I mean, I have theories, but may maybe it could be Layla Gray. I think they were teasing that a bit. I think that was a I good opportunity for her. But I would, but I don't know. But Jade is now 34 and 0, I believe it is now, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's interesting if they're going to have, you know, Layla Gray be the replacement or maybe every time Jade beats somebody, Stokely is going to whisper in their ear and that's going to be the next person who, yeah, <laughs> who, audition, who auditions, but I, I'm interested in the whole baddie search that's going yeah. on. We do got a question here from John Elite who says, would you say this year's uh, was better than last year's with the blood and guts, Chrissy? Yes. Yes, I absolutely would say yes, for sure. Um, you just got more this 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 was way better than last this this last match and you had all these characters. It was just every every element about it was was spot on good. I agree. Yeah. Okay, Sammy, I say, and anyone agree? <laughs> yeah, Sammy, I mean, Sammy going off the cage, flying through the table. Parker just, I don't know, I still don't know how he got to hanging off. How did you, I, I don't know how he got there. It just all yeah. of a sudden panned to him. Um, Eddie Kingston waiting outside to be let in. That was another good moment yes. in there. And then obviously at the end on top of the cage. Um, him hitting him with the kendo uh, stick. And he didn't even yeah. hit them, but they still fell down. It was it was it was, it was everything. <laughs> I, I just have no idea how he got there. I just I really <laughs> want to know how. Oh man! Oh, but yeah, God. you mentioned you mentioned Eddie coming in when and you know the crowd was chanting for mm -hmm. Eddie, and then he comes in with the candlestick, just yeah. bopping everybody as he <laughs> walks to jail, Doink. and then he pulls Doink. out freaking rubbing alcohol, like like. Like wait, where was that even? Like where did he have that? Like. Didn't even get to and, use and it. Like I got a bag of tricks, right? <laughs> and then I love the I love the finish because we we all knew about the the issues between Eddie and Claudio going in. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it was Claudio making Matt Menard submit before Eddie could get his real revenge, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then every, Eddie's facial expressions afterwards, like, yes, all right, yeah, we won, but I, I'm not happy. I, but I, I was, the, I had it, I had, I had it in a bag. You just had to come up here. No one told mm -hmm. you to come up here. <laughs> yeah, he was really upset. Well, he was just like, oh my god, like the annoyed big little big brother, if that makes sense. <laughs> but with all those crazy spots, the craziest for me was Claudio giving Jericho the swing on top of the cage. On because of the he, cage. all he had to do was slip once and Jericho would have went flying off of the cage. Like I, I was scared. I was That's scared. That's true. Mm-hmm. And plus, and plus, the way they were standing on the cage, it didn't look steady because they were like crawling on the cage a bunch and stuff like that. I was like, they, they also had safe like, for him to stand there. They have like flat plate. Like, if you notice on the cage, it was like it wasn't the mesh of the 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 fence of the of the cage. So they put like flat things 
mm-hmm. make it steady so that they wouldn't be like sinking in. But yeah. it also looks yeah. very slippery, and it didn't. It didn't. It didn't look. It didn't look like it was like safe enough for them to be so far on the edge. They could have moved more centered, I think. But I think I think for footage and viewer wise, I don't, I don't think they went over there on that side for a reason. What did you guys think of the the face off of the real Americans? Oh, I love that. I loved it. <laughs> I love and I love Detroit Channing. We the people. We the people. <laughs> I needed that moment. I yeah. needed that moment with Claudio because I work with with Dutch as well on Friday night, so I know that what made him say? happy. Oh, oh, that. Okay. He was he was very happy. He was like, "I'm happy for Claudio being in AEW," and he was like, "I'm happy the fans remember." He was like, "Promoters don't give the fans enough credit. They remember that mm-hmm. stuff, and they did when when those two went face to face." So I was very happy for that moment there, especially for Dutch. So, yes, <laughs> a lot of great moments from Blood and Guts, but also coming out of it with, uh, you know, Santana being injured. There's more news on Santana as well as uh-huh. uh, WrestlingNews.co reports that the rumor going around is that Santana may be looking to leave AEW. He's been dropping oh. hints on social media. In April, he tweeted out uh, 126 days, which leads to Plus September contract. 1st, which would probably be when his contract expires oh, as he signed around uh, all out 2019 earlier this week he tweeted just one word soon and then fightful sean WhatsApp speculated not reported just speculated that there might be some issues between santana and ortiz it's notable that they don't interact as much and they don't stand together as much during in rings talking promos and it was also notable that during the blood and guts video package before the match last on uh Dynamite. Ruby Soho mentioned that Eddie Kingston is close to John Moxley and Ortiz, but no mm-hmm. mention of Santana. So, That's Ella, true. do you, do you mm-hmm. think that Santana is on his way out of AEW and maybe going to go out on his own? It's possible. I mean, <clears throat> what else would leave the vague, mysterious tweets to be? I mean, we've seen people tweet that before, like soon, or like a kind of a a little countdown to be from their contract expiring. It's possible. I mean, I did that was something now that you say it, I've been noticing, but it's not something I would have like directly noticed that they have right, two and two together. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's very possible. I don't know. I feel like the I don't know. I think it's possible. I mean, why else would he tweet that then unless something else big is going to happen? But then again, what would that big thing be, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I think maybe this whole injury might set those, uh, you know, whatever plans he had back because you don't know how long because that that injury did look nasty. Like he just his all. He buckled, uh, you know, under his own knees. So I don't know how it's going to be recovery wise. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery, but it's very, just very interesting note that, yeah, like you, like you said, Ella, I didn't, I had noticed it and mm-hmm. I was like getting, I, I, I've always been, you know, a big critic as far as Santana and Ortiz booking in AEW because I feel like they should have done so much more mm-hmm. in these past three years. But it is very telling with the cryptic uh, tweets and stuff, which we'll get to later. More than one AEW star has been doing that uh, this past week as well. Uh, got a bunch of comments. Keep them coming in in the live chat. Of course, your super chat donations, the best way to support the channel and have your comment highlighted on screen. 
Uh, last night we had AEW Rampage, uh, which was filmed after Blood and Guts, but it had the first ever Royal Rampage matchup with Brody <laughs> King winning the 20 man over the top rope to ring battle Good royal last last eliminating hangman page and then darby allen to get a shot at john moxley's interim aew world championship next <laughs> next Wednesday's Dynamite the Young Bucks beat Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi in a really good tag team matchup and Tony Storm defeated Nyla Rose post-match uh, Marina Shafir attacked Storm for a two-on-one beatdown until Thunder Rosa made the save and it was announced that this Wednesday on Dynamite it's going to be Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose versus the newest tag team with the best name ever Thunderstorm <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a thunderstorm mark. I'm a thunder. That is that's okay. Christine. I want it. I want it. I want it. I need this it. I need it right now. I, a, I want I, it. I need a thunderstorm t-shirt. T-shirt, same. I want I one. Please. Storm t-shirt. That uh, is so freaking hot. I want it now. I need it right now. <laughs> I mean, we got we got the flames around us, so it is hot. Ooh. There you go. There see you go. Ella's doing uh, it. See, see. <laughs> Alan, what do you think about Brody King winning the Royal Rampage and getting the first shot at John Moxley's interim AEW World Championship this Wednesday? Well, I'm excited to see it because I'll be there. Um, but I think I think Ooh, it's cool that they're again, like we were talking about, having people step up to the plate. I don't think I mean, maybe he's got an opportunity in the past and I'm just forgetting, but I do think it's a it's a cool opportunity to see a new face in the championship picture. Granted, it's for the interim championship, but I don't doubt that this match between Brody and Mox yeah, Brody and Moxley is gonna be honestly sick. I think it's gonna be really cool and I think it's a nice surprise curveball compared to maybe like a Darby Allen or, or a hangman page who have kind of had championship opportunities before um, or or held the championship like hangman. I think it's a it's a breath of fresh air and hashtag yeah, thunderstorm let's go. <laughs> hashtag it up tag me in it hashtag thunderstorm we need to get tony khan to make those thunderstorm t-shirts yes. also last night you had wwe smackdown which also uh. apparently decided to have a battle royal as well for no reason for no, reason for no reason whatsoever I, so annoyed i, I swear i was sitting I, watching this show just pissed i hate it every friday i, I hate it i swear i hate it every friday a 10-man, good old-fashioned <laughs> battle royal for absolutely nothing. Happy Corbin defeated uh, the other participants in the Money in the Bank. Oh, we uh, finally got a win. Money in the Bank. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, was at work. I was at work, y'all. I did not get to watch no, this No, it's yet. fine. You didn't, need, you didn't need to see it. It's okay, friend. I, Ella, don't even waste your time. It's okay. Don't do it. Jeez. I mean, if you want to go, but I'm telling you, you don't really have to. Watch okay. It's on SC Scoops. Me and Steve did it. You can watch our review. We did okay. it. We do it all the time. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and then, but then that didn't get him anything. He was he, right, he didn't. He's not in the men's money in the bank ladder match. He then had to be in a fatal four way with uh, Ezekiel so the Miz and the man that won the four way, his former rival, Mad Cat Moss, who qualified for the men's <sighs> money in the bank ladder match. There also was a great promo exchange between the Usos and Street Profits ahead of tonight's money in the bank showdown. In my favorite segment of the night you had the maximum male models uh debut with a catwalk <laughs> segment with Mansoir and mache oh my god I, I, who, did, who 
did this? Who did this? I swear genius. on everything. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm sorry. I love it. It titillated my juices. It titillated that's what, my juices. Never say that again. That's beep three. No, never. That, that's what Steve says. Steve Fall says it all the time. It titillates his juices every single day. Every okay. he, he, it, He's living for this segment. He, my he's dying for all of this. Titillate my juices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Jesse says, pause to you, uh, SP. <laughs> Thank you. No one had to say it for me. Um, Chrissy nope, Love, nope. this is Steve, this Steve is your show. Th yes. This is your show. What, what was the highlight for you? Look at look, but look at them though. Like who? Like look, who, who? Look at his hair. <laughs> who did this? Like why? <laughs> on the catwalk. Uh, yeah, I wish they would have had the music on, on the catwalk. The catwalk. Like, yeah, on the, cat the catwalk. Yeah. I'm gonna do my. <laughs> 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 this saw, was the I greatest saw, thing ever it was. i saw a tweet i don't remember who tweeted it there was somebody who hadn't been utilizing it somebody said would have been perfect as like a male model here but i can't remember who they were saying that it, that it was if somebody like being not utilized i don't remember who it was now though but i'm so mad because i was like oh yeah hmm they need they need everyone <laughs> who's not utilized who they can make into a maximum male model mm. to be a part of this. I'm down I'm down for it. Giovanni uh Vinci on NXT being a part this of this. This is gonna be Elrod's debut oh, as a male oh, model. Oh that's genius. <laughs> that's genius. And he has like the hair back. He just does the hair back <laughs> a little bit. That's all he needs. Yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. Maximum male models. Oh my goodness! Nick Jackson even threw up. He threw up the uh, the super chat donation to tell me pause, pause, See, yeah. pausing it. Hey, 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 Negro Bug! If this didn't titillate your juices, you need to get checked <laughs> out. You need to see if you titillate have a pulse. Titillate the juices, friend. Titillate it, it, the juices. It titillated, titillated the juices of my guilty pleasures, as Max <laughs> Dupree would say. Um, Chrissy Love, what did you enjoy? Did you enjoy the Battle Royal? Did you enjoy the Catwalk segment? Did you enjoy um, the new vicious Viking Raiders? What did you enjoy from SmackDown this week? Um, no, I did not enjoy the the new Viking Raiders. I mean, you said they were supposed to have a match. They didn't have a match. You know, whatever. I actually enjoyed the face-off between the two of the Usos and the Street Profits. I thought that segment was actually pretty good. Um, really good back and forth, and it just... Steve brought this up yesterday. It it, it threw a little gem that maybe right, Montez Ford might be turning heel ish, or you know he's tired of you know being in a tag team and want to be by himself. Maybe you know they like to break up tag teams, legit tag teams at that. So you know who knows? I mean, but Montez Ford is a killer star, so who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, that was my segment of the night. Yes. You should have said maximum male models. Come on. I mean, that's who. An all-time segment. That was an all-time segment it was, for but me. You already I can't spoke wait. about it, friend. I can't wait for, for the 2022. <laughs> I, just, I just like saying monsoir. I like saying that. <laughs> and, and, what is that uh, and what was the other one's name? Masse? Masse. Masse. Former mace. He's Masse. Uh, who did like I hope they're having fun doing this because 
this if you, you know, know who fun, produced this yeah right <laughs> <laughs> greatest, you know we guys are not gonna make that john ross sap needs to let us know right asap pretty much yes he needs to report this whoever is behind <laughs> this i need to know so i can thank them and and we me and rick renamed dutch now dutch is going to be called doche mentois dutch mantel doche mentois he's going to be a part of the maximum hey, listen, male models i can next. see it. He, they're going to showcase his long beard you know Mm -hmm. The hair, I see it. I see it. Groom him up back. real nice. Yeah, back. Coming yeah, back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the only WWE oh, segment. God, I can't. Uh, WWE show of the week. They had Monday Night Raw, which did really good ratings. They did one point nine five one million viewers. Uh, the show featured the return of John Cena and celebrated the 20-year anniversary of his debut, including video messages from various stars like Triple H, Randy Orton, JBL, Booker T, and AEW's own Chris oh. Jericho, Big Show Paul uh -huh. White, and Brian Danielson. Uh, you also had Riddle. He won the last chance battle royal to qualify for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Becky Lynch won a six-woman elimination match to qualify for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. But talking about those video messages from the AEW stars, Fightful Select reports uh, that making the appearances happen was a straight, a very straightforward affair. According to the report, mm. the idea was pitched and then Tony Khan was contacted to see if he would approve of the appearances. Khan Tony. was said to be, okay, to be okay with it, considering the circumstances. No, <laughs> Obviously, it's only is this vice versa. You'd be like, oh, mate, I gotta, I, you gotta thank me in your video package, okay? Thanks, okay? <laughs> thank the company like, that allowed you to do this. Sorry, that's a little shade. Now, that was shade. <laughs> that was that one was source from WWE said that they were able to get essentially everyone they had hoped to get for the videos and then the Wrestling Observer newsletter provided more details per the report it was Bruce Pritchard who called Tony Khan and asked about the clips he also asked if Mark Henry could do one Khan thought it sounded like it was a good show and a nice deal Khan and the wrestlers also have a lot of respect for Cena so he said he was fine with it if the wrestlers were an AEW's mega Parquet uh, contacted Jericho, Henry, White, and Danielson and said that Khan agreed and they could do it if they wanted. So they also agreed. Henry filmed one, but it wasn't mm. aired on Raw. Ella, what did you think about the AEW stars appearing in this celebration of John Cena's career? I I think, like they said, it was pretty straightforward. I think it was a mm. nod of respect. John Cena obviously has a lot of respect in the wrestling community as a whole. And I mean, him and Big Show, him and Jericho, him and uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson obviously have a lot of history with each other. It would have been nice to see Mark Henry's. Maybe that's an right. online exclusive thing. I don't know. But I think yeah, all, is, I mean, especially the Mark Henry, I mean, the retirement one in that salmon suit, that was a great memory with John right. Cena. So I would have loved to have seen that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I highly enjoyed it. I think, I think it's cool. I think this year has definitely shown that this year is really the year of the forbidden door. I mean, we've seen the crossover with impact and WWE, AEW and impact, um, and now AEW and WWE a, a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I mean, AJ Styles was also just on Slammiversary, um, mm -hmm. in a, like a video thing. So I think this year's definitely proven that, I mean, never say never. It really is the year of the forbidden door, I think. Forbidden Door 7. We're going to see AEW and WWE. Yeah, the seven. fans want it. 
Do you know how crazy the world would go? Like, if that was that would be wild. That's like a a wrestling orgasm in itself. Yeah. Now that (laughs) titillates juices, friends. Yeah, that's titillating my juices. Juices. That titillates juices for sure. Should have changed changed the title of their show to "Titillating My Juices." Um, <laughs> WWE NXT 2.0. They did 570,000 uh, viewers this week. The show featured the final build for next Tuesday's Great American Bash special, with Cameron Grimes once again teasing a heel turn mm-hmm. with a fiery promo directed at Braun Breaker and injuring the NXT champion by ramming his shoulder into the turnbuckle. You had Tony D'Angelo and Stax apparently murdered. Two dimes and uh, said that he was sleeping <laughs> with the fishes. <laughs> this, this is the show. The show, right. ladies and gentlemen. Rox- <laughs> Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade defeated Caden oh. Carter and Katana Chance to earn a shot at the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships next All week. According to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, though, something that you, Chrissy, and uh, Stephanie talked about on Serving Face and Heels is WWE is considering having Cora Jade turn heel on our current tag team partner, oh. Roxanne Perez. Meltzer oh wrote, God. among the things uh, talked about in NXT, whether they happen or not remains to be seen are Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley as a tag team. Actually, there have been, uh, you know, slight teases to that and having Cora Jade go heel on Roxanne Perez. How would you react if Cora Jade uh, turned on her best friend, her bestie, They're talking about the bus trips to, you know, from to the Booker <laughs> T school and then she turns on her. How would you feel? <laughs> Me or Chrissy? Chrissy. Chrissy, okay, Chrissy is telling us how, how she feels yeah. with her face. Yeah, so. <laughs> You're not even a real tag team friend. Sorry. Like, <laughs> it's whatever. I mean. They are. They are a real tag team. They, they beat a legit tag team, you know, again. Like, that tag team can get no shine. I mean, it is the Mandy Rose and, you know. The other girls show but still nevertheless i mean whatever i'll watch and see what happens you sound so she doesn't pleased. titillate her juices no. No, no. <laughs> i'm trying to be nice guys dad yeah. like you know yeah no, you didn't no put the girl you the girl came as a single then you mushed her with the girl to be in a tag team now you want to take out the tag team which one is it i mean come on that's my real stance on it. That's why I'm just like, Whoa. okay. We got a sure, real question now. here from Vala B. Are Roxy and Cora the same person? No, Roxy no. is from Laredo, Texas. Cora is from <laughs> Chicago. There you Two go. different cities and states. There you go. See, the see, this is why we got Ella. She's an expert. <laughs> she, she literally told you the difference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh man, I, I I loved Chrissy's reaction to that question. That was great. That was worth it. Um, sorry, <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm gonna put my phone you. Know. No, it's okay. It's okay. I love it. <laughs> Impact against all odds was last night. They had Josh Alexander defeating Joe, uh, Joe Doring in a strong main event to retain the Impact World Championship. Had Speedball Mike Bailey beat Trey Miguel in a tremendous match to retain the X Division title. Jordan Grace defeated Tasha Steeles in a very good bout to retain the Knockouts World Championship. Hopefully, Tasha Steeles is all right because they were throwing up the X oh, at the uh, no. end there. So I 
I, I don't know. We, I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything, Ella? I know you, you uh, do some. No, no. I, again, I was at work during this. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen any news at Sean Ross Sapp needs to let us know. I'm subscribed to Fightful Select. <laughs> I haven't seen anything on it. Um, mm. I hope Tasha's okay. What, did it yeah. look like she was clutching anything? Like, any well, like Basically, it was on the grease driver. She landed okay. on her head. And then she was holding her her neck after the match, and the referee threw up the X, but they didn't really, like, address it on commentary. They kind of just moved on to hyping, like, the next pay-per-view. Well, I think they have tapings. I think they have more tapings tonight, so we'll see if she's on there, if she's at participating in the tapings or not. I think that might tell us more, but... Please, I hope I hope she's all right. Tasha Steele's yeah. one of my favorites. So uh, <laughs> she's also, a champion. This- she needs, I hope like no one can sustain any more injuries. Like you said, Impact hasn't really been touched yet. So now this I hope and pray like this is not the things they, that they, impact Impact needs to rub whatever monkey's foot that they have been avoiding all these injuries and hopefully the hopefully foot. they rabbit's uh, foot. <laughs> rabbit's foot, monkey's foot. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Um, G- final, final shows oh, we God, missed was GCW dead this on arrival hilarious. from Detroit. Uh, they had Jordan <laughs> Oliver defeat <laughs> defeat Alex Shelley and Nick Wayne in a fun three way match. Post match, Shelley challenged Oliver and Wayne to a tag match against the Motor City Machine Guns when they returned to Detroit. Alex Cologne beat Dale Patrick's to retain the GCW Ultra Violent title. They had a scary moment where Slade defeated Hoodfoot by referee stoppage when Slade stabbed Hoodfoot in the arm and he lost a great deal of blood. Yes, he stabbed he stabbed him with a light tube mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was Oh wait, wait the, the, the light the, wait, hold on. It was huh? broken wait. in half. This is in like the opening minute. He broke a light tube and they, yeah, they were stabbing each other. I saw the news, but I did not want to watch video. Can we consult with the GCW people? This this is this is out of hand now. Okay, Mm -hmm. I understand what you're doing. I understand your product, but what like you need these people to come back to wrestle again, right? Like you can't. Mm -hmm. They can't wrestle if they're injured. Hey, this man! This man walked out of hospital and was on another show, like the like the next day. So. Okay, I'll go yeah. These these deathmatch wrestlers are built different. They yeah, built he, different. I need, That's to, all I need to speak to your family. Who's your friends? They're not your friends. They're not you can't do this. Stop saying yes to him. I, I agree. I agree. And then last night they had GCW Gateway to Death uh, in St. Louis. Blake Christian defeated Gringo Loco in a great opener. They also had Nick Wayne beat Tony Deppin, and Alex Cologne defeated Cole Radrick to retain the GCW Ultraviolent title. And then Impact on Access TV this week had one of their best matches of the year with Chris Saban defeating Frankie Kazarian to finally settle their rivalry that started in 2003. The Good Brothers beat Vincent and PCO of Honor No More to retain the Impact World Tag Team titles. Post-match, Heath returned and joined up with Wildcat Chris Harris to fight off Honor No More. So that brings us to our news rundown. Keep those comments coming. We've got a bunch of comments here. Uh, Frantic World says, will Nikita Lyons come out with a new song called We the People at the Great American Bash? Why can I actually see that happening? You know what? Oh Lord, don't say it. Damn the shit. You know whatever. 
Oh, we also had Ashvin Nash, who says, also, happy birthday to the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, Brett the Hitman Hart, he turns 65. Yes, happy birthday wow, to Brett. 65? Sure. Dang. I know, right? Man, that's, wow. I, I love Brett. I love Brett. Glad glad that he's he's having and happy birthday to Brett. Uh, we got Vala B who says there's a difference between good deathmatch wrestlers and bad ones. Yes. Mm. Yes. Slade is an ex-convent, so he might not be the good deathmatch wrestler because he might <laughs> he might be good pick, right? on if if this is a, a death match in a ring and a death match in life. Um <laughs> That's just me. I don't know. I don't know. I'll just say you're there. Um, but yes, let's talk about the news rundown. WWE news. Ariel Awani <laughs> reported this week that Logan Paul has officially signed a deal with the WWE, which uh, Paul himself and WWE confirmed on Twitter. According to the report, the deal was signed on Wednesday. It is a multi-year contract with Paul set to compete at several events per year. A return date has not been set, but his first appearance is likely to be at SummerSlam. His opponent will likely be The Miz, who he called out in a video after signing his contract, and he could appear on TV before that. Uh, now he's has been advertised for the next uh, event at the Amio uh, Arena in Tampa, Florida, and has announced that Paul will be appearing on the July 18th episode of Raw in the venue. Paul is uh, currently advertised for a special appearance in WWE. He has not officially announced his appearance, but it is possible that Paul could only appear for the live crowd. And the Miz did state on this week's Raw that Paul will be teaming up with him for a match at SummerSlam, despite him turning on Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Ella, what do you think about social media star Logan Paul, the newest WWE superstar? Honestly, I don't hate it. I was at WrestleMania, and I must say, I know, I don't want to say it, Chrissy, but I honestly was pretty impressed by his performance at WrestleMania. I mean, he had that history in there, kind of mocking Eddie Guerrero against Ray and Dominic. He, I mean, he had, obviously, he seemed to be safe in the ring. He had some cool moments in there, and he seems like he's taking his training seriously. He had the, some psychology in there, too, and I mean, He's also working alongside The Miz, so I'm sure he had some guidance along the way. I think it makes sense to continue if you have nothing else for The Miz going on. I think it makes sense for them to continue Miz turning on. I thought Logan was going to turn on Miz, so that was a cool twist at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate the idea, to be honest. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see what else Logan Paul can do. I feel like it's one of those things, like a bad bunny coming in, where they don't have training necessarily, per se, outside of it, but they take it seriously, and they have natural athleticism and with a little bit of some psychology. I think there's a lot of ways to improve upon it. I'm kind of intrigued to see. Obviously, he's going to go over The Miz at SummerSlam if that happens, but I think if he's going to face anyone, The Miz is like the safest worker you can have in there i feel um and it for me it kind of titillates my juices i'm not gonna lie i'm sorry <laughs> sorry you Chrissy. have to that's the name of the show you have to rename the name you have to rename this show <laughs> sorry. now uh boss it has to be titillating the juices episode uh 180 i mean i don't like the guy necessarily <laughs> per se but... thank you friend appreciate you i <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the guy per se, yeah, but I, I can't I can't see, deny that he it. had a pretty cool performance and I think he has potential. 
I, okay. I do agree. I think he, he exceeded expectations at WrestleMania. He was impressive. Chrissy Love, I got people in the chat <laughs> who are saying there, they can't wait to hear what you have to say about this particular news. So what's your thoughts on WWE signing Logan Paul? WWE is desperate right now. They're very desperate. Some of their people are injured like you know cody was supposed to be like their summer king right now mm-hmm. and that's not happening so mm-hmm. what do we get Orton was go- their backup too right and brock right. is playing c or d i don't i don't know right right so with that being said we have to now get someone to watch our product whoop d ronda's not really bringing in the numbers like they thought she would so we now have to go back to the drum but let's go back to wrestlemania and let's find out Who's not doing nothing that is a complete asshole and gets on everyone's fucking nerves? One of the Paul brothers. Great. Great. Bra fucking vote because you've annoyed me even more with your product and your foolishness. Job well done, WWE. Job well fucking done. But I hated it. I mean, couldn't I- stand it. I just was like, I'm so annoyed. Now we bring in another celebrity. Great. Another name so that they can watch their product. Such a desperate fucking move. Because look at the guy that they brought from the NFL. I ain't seen him do shit yet. I ha- I have a counter to that, Chrissy. Would you rather see Goldberg or Logan Paul? Oh hell, no, I don't want. That's even worse. <laughs> exactly. She she hits you with the spades move, like you you had an ace she of spades and she had the deuce. She had the deuce. She took my book basically. She took the. She, I had the book. We was in the bag. We was gonna win, and she just stole. It. Yeah, she just won the whole fucking game. Great. That's what starts fights. <laughs> did you even say you had that book? Did you have? Did you even said you had that? Like, <laughs> no. I just thought of it. <laughs> Very nice. Very nicely done. Oh, um, but God. with one person going in, one person seems to be going out. As the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports, that Eel Shirai has not they signed the up. latest contract yeah. off given to her by WWE and her current deal will expire soon. If she does not agree to a new contract, she will be a free agent next month. Shirai has told others that when her contract is up, she wants to go back to Japan to be with her family. She is married to New Japan Pro Wrestling star Evil. If Shirai's deal expires, it will not have a non-compete clause and she will be free to do whatever she wants and there is currently no expectation that she might return to stardom, but she could. Ella, what do you think about Io Shirai potentially leaving WWE? I I support her wanting to go back to see her family, her husband, um, and I mean stardom, that's her roots, but I am just, she had a great run, and I feel like there is so much potential for her. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. honestly, Granted, Charlotte SmackDown is down. Charlotte, Sasha, Naomi, all of that. But before before all of this happened, I was praying and hoping that she would be assigned to SmackDown after WrestleMania because I think she would have been a great great asset. She's done everything there is to do in NXT, and I was Mm -hmm. so excited for her to get called up and go against the likes of some of those SmackDown girls. But obviously, she's been out injured. I think there was a photo with her in a in a boot. On her foot in that photo with Shinsuke Nakamura and all of that. So finding out she was injured, I was like, oh God, she's going to be out. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's sad, but I also, like, I get it, you know? She's done everything there is to do in NXT, and, I mean, we've seen yeah, how right. a lot of these call-ups have gone, and if she... <laughs> I just love Io Shirai, so I'm going to support her no matter what. It's it's sad, but it also, like, I understand it, you know? I think she'll be... Where is Io? Io Shirai's injured. There was a photo with her in a, in a boot and a cast on her foot, like, a month or two ago. Um, yeah. I don't know when the timetable was for her to recover from that, but, like, I get it. You know, if she's unhappy or if she thinks she can have better success or... Be around family back in Japan. I get it. I'm going to support her no matter what. I just think there would have been a lot of potential had she, one, gotten not gotten injured and two, got called up right after WrestleMania, WrestleMania. either instead of or with Raquel to SmackDown, to be honest Mm, with you. That makes sense. Yes, you're right. (sighs) I I would have put her on Raw. I mean, Raw has a lot of talent. They do, do, which is why I thought SmackDown could have utilized her. Yeah. Right. SmackDown lacks talent. I love you, Same. They do. Same. The women's segments are just becoming copied and pasted now. Now they have to call the other girls I, to come I over. I feel like she literally could be granted if she wasn't injured, she could would be such an asset to SmackDown right now. Like not only mm-hmm. like entertainment wise, but like in the ring wise. I mean, oh, she's she's so versatile. It's true. Uh, we got people <laughs> uh, debating if she's coming to AEW. Will she be the newest member or, or New Japan? Is she going to be the newest member of the, <laughs> of the Bullet Club? I mean, the House of Torture. I would love maybe. that. The House of Torture. <laughs> she is a member of the House of Torture. She's married in to the House of Torture because she's married mm. to the leader. But if okay. if that if that news with uh, Logan Paul coming in, Io Shirai walking out wasn't good enough, we got the latest edition in what I'm what I'm going to be calling the Vince verse. The Vince verse. This is my first time reading this, by the way. How <laughs> the <sighs> Vince verse turns as former WWE wrestler Leonard in Z- in Zazari uh, has collaborated. Yeah, former uh, in. Zazari, uh, yeah, that's pro- and, and that was his uh, his wrestling name, I guess. Has corroborated former referee Rita Chatterton's uh rape allegation against Vince McMahon. Oh, Chatter- Chatterton uh came forward publicly in 1992 to accuse McMahon of raping her in 1986. However, no wow. charges were brought against McMahon due to the uh statute of limitations running out prior to her public accusation. A new article for from the New York Intelligent Intelligencer, that's a name, uh, features comments from Leonard, who used to wrestle as Mario Mario uh, Mancini for WWE slash WWF from 1984 to 1991. In the article, Leonard corroborated Chatterton's allegation, the first time a wrestler has done so, stating, I remember it like it was yesterday. She was a wreck. She was shaking. She was crying. Uh, Leonard's further comments recalled Chatterton's uh, discussing the incident with him before a WWF show in the summer of 1986. Leonard uh, coming forward now was prompted by the current situation involving Vizic Man with the allegations of the employee uh, that he basically gave a hush pack, a $3 million hush pack. Leonard added this quote, he's dug himself in such a deep hole that I'm just tired 
tired of it. I can't do it anymore. I'll tell you why I'm hopping on the bandwagon now. There's worse stuff than that. The Intelligencer mm. article featured comments from Chattington on the situation surrounding McMahon, where she said, he's not going to pay for what he did to me. But uh, she's glad the hush, the hush money allegations are coming to light. Now this girl's coming forward. Chattington says of the paralegal whose friend sent the initial to the WWE board and I'm sure others will come forward because we're not the only two there's not mm -hmm. a doubt in my mind about that uh, McMahon did not uh, respond to the New York Intelligencer's request for mm -hmm. comment made through WWE and McMahon's lawyer Jerry McDivitt uh, Ella what have you thought about all these allegations with this news on Vince McMahon and now this latest one which we kind of brought up when the initial thing came out because they mm -hmm. there was this thread on Twitter that talked about all the stuff that Vistic Man has either been involved with as far as like a crime or mm -hmm. got away with. And this was at the top of the list, this uh first female referee that apparently he had some sexual misconduct with. But what has been your thoughts on this entire big ordeal? How he's still on TV is literally beyond me, and how he is still head of creative mm -hmm. is beyond mm -hmm. me. Regardless uh, especially if there's pending allegations against somebody, how he's still in charge of some stuff is beyond me. I yep. mean, obviously Stephanie is now the interim CEO and, and talent relations or, or something, but how he still has some say and some power amidst all of these is absolutely wild. Speak and it, shouldn't be a thing. And I mean, Whatever, ratings aside, the, the only reason he was on there was for ratings. And then they literally did nothing while he was on TV. And, I mean, they played us all. They got people to tune in. I mean, it, it was obviously a business move. But also, wouldn't you want to protect your image right. in the middle of this, too? And have him not be on there, Lilo. too? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't... Ugh, yeah. Baffled, to it. Some of their decisions in this. Um... It's unfortunate that all of this stuff, I mean, I think obviously there's been other stuff with like the steroids and I'm sure other stuff has happened in the past with the scandals and all of that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, mm -hmm. I mean, this could be a whole dark side of the ring episode and really should be to be honest with you. Oh my God, it should. It, should. it, it really should. Um, oh, but he got them in his bag right now too. Yeah. So. It's just all of this. It, it seems like there's more and more, which is absolutely wild. So, um, well, I, I'm not sure what will come next, but I this is definitely not the end of it. It's definitely not. No, I feel like this more and more stuff like this is going to be coming out over all these decades that Vince has been getting away with stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Dark yeah. Side of the Ring has covered a bunch of it, like the Jimmy Snuka scandal, and mm. yeah, so... Interesting times in WWE for sure. Speaking of which, uh, Post Wrestling reports that Triple H was not backstage at WWE NXT 2.0 this past week. It was said to be the regular crew running the show. Uh, Triple H was at the Performance Center uh, last week and gave a mm -hmm. speech noting that he was back and looking forward to working with people he hadn't worked with before. He also hinted at 
something exciting mm. uh, coming soon. And speaking of creative that Ella brought up on an audio show of PWTorchVIP.com, Wade Culler noted that from what he's heard, he wouldn't rule out the possibility of Paul Heyman taking on a bigger creative role within the company. Acknowledging that this would be a dream scenario, Keller said, some of the things that I'm hearing make me consider the possibility as worthy of conversation that this could result in Stephanie taking over as head of the company. And Triple mm. H, I saw some circulation of this on Twitter. I could totally see this happening. Paul Heyman taking on a bigger role in creative. Paul Heyman gets along really well with Hunter and Stephanie. And so I wouldn't rule that possibility out either. But again, that's inspired by someone saying it's a dream scenario would be Vince McMahon stepping down and John Laronitis stepping down and Stephanie Stephanie taking over and hiring Hunter and Paul to work together to run the company. Uh, do you think there's any chance of that happening, Chrissy Love? Um, if they can get Vince out, like the board can vote him off of her because if she like Ella said, there's no reason why this man is still here. Like, let him just like let and shame to his PR team. Like, you should be laying low. Like, no one like you shouldn't have been on TV. That didn't make you look better. Like you didn't even say anything. So it just proves that something is guilty. Um, but uh love to see if Paul can give some give his insights in, you know, certain things. He sees stars that are, you know, that you know, other people don't notice or say anything. So I definitely think this is a, a hopefully a good step in the right way, where we're letting these 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 older generations like take the shackles off and let other people, you know. <laughs> move up and be better and bigger i think <laughs> and then our final wwe news notes during uh thursday's wrestling observer radio it was noted that there there are two wrestlers in nxt 2.0 that wwe is currently interested in bringing to the main roster during the discussion oh, on this week's show it was noted that wwe is looking at possibly calling up zion quinn and sangha uh both wrestlers uh wrestled on this week's show with sangha winning and mm. wwe reportedly thinks quinn is the total package of a wwe superstar speaking of new wwe superstars bellator mma fighter valet valerie laredo uh is headed to wwe signing a multi-year uh deal with the company laredo confirmed to espn that she had officially signed a deal with the company and will report to the wwe performance center on july 19th so they got a new mma fighter in their in their ranks uh and then finally fightful select is reporting that as recently as this week wwe has had serious discussions about bringing solo sokoa up to the main roster fightful notes that they haven't heard about any specific brand for solo but his cousins roman reigns and brothers the usos are technically on both brands right now as unified tag team champions and uh, wwe universal champion so maybe solo is going to join the bloodline it seems mm. so I'd be down for it. I'd be down for it. I mean, yeah, uh, they missed it with the wife, so you might as well bring another family relative. She's like, Stupid. One, one, one family in, one family out. Um, right. 
AEW news. Uh, speaking of people going out, earlier this week, Alan Angels of the Dark Order posted a tweet which caused speculation that he may be leaving AEW. That speculation turned out to be accurate as Angels posted a statement on Twitter confirming his AEW contract expired on Thursday. He noted that he loved his time there and is leaving on good terms. He wrote, as of June 30th, my AEW contract has expired. I am nothing but grateful for the two years I spent uh, there. I love AEW. It is the best place ever to work. I got to wrestle some of the best wrestlers in the world mm -hmm. on a weekly basis uh, and meet some oh, of the best seven? fans in the world. Oh, that was number five. Uh, five. Okay. <laughs> there are no hard feelings between myself and AEW or Tony Khan. I had a great time in AEW and would have loved to have stayed. Uh, Angels also spoke with Fightful for a new interview. And uh, he said that my contract, I was told about a month and a half ago that they are not going to resign me. They did offer me a per appearance deal, which I decided not to take just solely based on what I thought was best for me. I feel there is more room to grow outside of AEW. Right now, at this point in my career, it's nothing against AEW or Tony Khan or any of the higher ups. It's a personal thing. So, any thoughts on uh, AEW? Another AEW kind of original or guys that signed in that first year leaving the company with Alan Angels here. I think it's kind of like the the Marco stunt scenario um, where, I mean, he was kind of an original too, I feel like, um, where they have so many people coming in. It just, you all, with so many people though, you can't, you obviously don't have enough time or room for everybody to have storylines, which is unfortunate. They keep adding people on. So of course, I mean, it's not even budget cuts. It's just time cuts, you know, <laughs> and all of that. Placement. It's unfortunately one of those. And I think it's good that Alan is taking a chance on himself. And I think he said too, that he wanted to make a name for himself on the independent and work his way around there. And so I think that is probably going to be a good career move for him instead of just basically showing up and hoping they have something for you. I think he had a dark match that they didn't film that they filmed, but it hasn't aired yet from like three. It was filmed like June 11th, I think, but it hasn't aired yet from what I was told um, or saw. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, with Daniel Garcia. I yeah. Think so. yeah. 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 So I think, I think moving to the independent circuit, I think is a good, is a good run for him. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. It's a smart move for him right now because there, there's not. He's kind of like he said in the interview. He's kind of like the lowly member of the Dark Order. So this is the best way for him because yeah. he really didn't get a chance to work no. on the independence because he signed very early on in his career with AEW. After that, that match with Kenny Omega, where everybody said Kenny Omega <laughs> ruined his career by giving him too much. <laughs> <offense>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got Willie uh, Raleigh uh, Sport, who's also bringing up two of Dark Order gone now. Shame. Yes, he joins Stu Grayson, uh, who also had their contract expire with uh, Dark Order. So they're running out of Dark Order members. Got to have Hangman Page with them soon. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the original plan from NJPW Booker Gato at uh, Forbidden Door was for the Young Bucks to win the IWGP World Tag Team titles. Uh, this 
would have made an AEW versus IWGP tag title match as the Bucks hold those belts. Uh, the plan 12. was changed. <laughs> <laughs> the plan was changed, and the Young Bucks were on board with the change, as the idea is that it would be cool for FTR to have three belts. AEW can now move towards a match between Bucks and FTR for all four sets of tag team titles. And speaking of FTR, Dax has confirmed that he was in fact injured following Forbidden oh, Door. No. The FTR member who among who along with his partner Cash Wheeler won the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles at the pay-per-view posted to Twitter that he did separate his shoulder during the three-way matchup. It wasn't just an angle. He separated his shoulder. He said separated shoulder question mark by the towel and rub some tequila on it. It will be fine. So you can add Dax Dax Harwood to the to the members the of the injury oh. roster. We're looking at like 10, but, 11 people. Chrissy, what do you think about the Young Bucks uh, deciding to kind of give the, the honor of the IWGP tag titles to the FTR? Um, they are one of the top ch champions right now. They, they deserve these flowers. I mean, the Young Bucks have done all of this stuff, so they don't, they don't need to do it again, to be honest. Like, you know, they, they, they want to, you know, they're there to like help other and elevate other tag teams and make tag team a thing like it used to be. You know what I'm So I definitely think this is something that shows how, you know, the, the, another side of the young bucks, like, you know, they want people to grow and, you know, show their talents, especially where they came from. And they didn't get to do that. I, I just can't wait for FTR and the Young Bucks. That's what I I want. That, that yeah, third that match too. for all the all the titles, all the titles, and then the Young Bucks can win. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that AEW has a talent playbook that it gives to its wrestlers, which includes a variety of policies and protocols. This comes off the heels of AEW uh, President Tony Khan revealing during the uh, pre Forbidden Door media call that AEW has a wellness policy. According to the report, the manual includes the AEW drug policy, concussion protocol, and hydration. Uh, it was also noted that AEW has a mental health resource for staff, and there has been training for concussions, hydration, and maintaining mental and physical health. What do you think about the this new like thing? Because it wasn't really known among a lot of people that AEW does have a wellness policy, but what do you right. think about this coming out now, Ella? Um, I mean, obviously, the, over the events of the last couple of years, too, especially with like mental health and concussions. And I mean, like, even some examples where they're not being even some questionable examples, not in AEW per se, but in other promotions, um, like not having the right resources or like having the right protocols and stuff i think this is absolutely essential and i am glad that they have these resources instilled i mean <clears throat> even after the stuff with jeff hardy and all of that too as well i'm glad that they're moving forward and pushing that he needs to take care of himself before he gets back if he gets back into the ring because the safety of comp not only yourself but your competitors is essentially crucial too and i like the hydration one too i feel like that's an important thing that a lot of us like even just in general neglect sometimes but it's important for one's own well-being of mental and physical health i'm glad that they've instilled this and that they have a manual going in we don't know the specifics of it but i think it's absolutely essential
I agree with you 100%. And then the final AEW news note that I have here is that John Moxley said after Forbidden Door that he probably uh, was concussed during his matchup with Hiroshi Tadahashi. But he did, uh, Dave Meltzer on Tuesday's Wrestling Observer Radio revealed that this is not the case. According to Meltzer, Moxley's statement was just a worked line he likes to use in promos after working intense matches. However, John Moxley is reportedly not dealing with a concussion following the show. That is the last news AEW needed if (laughs) gonna have like eight interim champions out here if that was the case uh new japan news only one new japan uh news note uh that uh takio abari the new japan president wants to bring the next forbidden door event to japan he says they are still fighters in cards i would like to see i would like to see a continuation of the event he added that if another forbidden door does happen he'd like it to take place in japan he said the 50th anniversary year which is this year is a good opportunity to make that happen i think there are fighters from aew who would like to compete in front of japanese fans and then we got our final news notes our ring of honor under tony khan will have their next pay-per-view death before dishonor happening uh this month on july 23rd in lowell massachusetts tickets go on sale on friday july 8th already advertised are samoa joe ftr mercedes martinez wheelie yuda jay lethal and jonathan gresham uh you also got a card for tonight for tomorrow night actually gcw rock and roll forever they're gonna have uh the show headlined by joey janella versus cole radrick you're also gonna see ali catch versus nick wayne and the rock and roll express one of their last tag team matches as ricky morton and robert gibson will versus the rejects of john wayne murdoch and reed bentley we'll have predictions up on our patreon page so everyone can uh vote on who they think is gonna win on that card as well is the GCW Backyard Wrestling 4, which is going to be on July 4th. So four big shows from GCW throughout the 4th of July weekend. Miss Chrissy Love, I know that you have to run. You have to yes, take care of yes. some family business. So please let the people know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me every Saturday here on our flagship show of True Hill Heat with my good brother, SP3, our special guest. Thank you, Ella. It was so nice to meet you. I can't wait to do another one with you, homegirl. Um I do Going in Blue with Steve Falls for SE Scoops. We do the SmackDown reviews, God Help Us, for Fridays. And then I do Serving Hills, <laughs> serving Face and Hills on Sunday. Uh, I, we will not, uh, so we'll see you Sunday, tomorrow. Um, and yeah, you can find me. I usually be on some round tables or some watch. We do lots of watch alongs. So please join our watch along. If you're not a member, you, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. So yeah, Patreons, love you guys. Yeah. Well, you're not doing certain face and heels tomorrow. You're actually hosting our WWE I Money in the Bank. That was a surprise. Bank. Sorry. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. You can, you okay. can, you can, you can let the people know. Okay. Well, yeah, we're not doing <laughs> my my tag team partner Stephanie is at Money in the Bank, so we're not doing uh, serving face and heels. However, tomorrow at eleven, you can watch eleven oh five. You can watch me as I host our round table review for Money in the Bank. God help us. Hopefully, it's a good show. Um. Yeah. Great. That's it, friends. Thank you. Everyone have a great Saturday, and I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Be safe, Chrissy. And we are going to finish up this episode of True Hill Heat. Myself and Ella J here with some predictions for Money in the Bank. Ella J, you're going to do a a review on SC Scoops. You want to let the people know? 
Yeah, so following Money in the Bank, myself, Steve Fall, and maybe another guest surprise guest or two will be doing a post-show. That's going to be a lot of fun. I haven't done a post-show. Actually, I did one at Hell in a Cell. Um, but I like doing post-shows. You know, I'm I'm excited for Money in the Bank. I feel like this year is so unpredictable due to, I mean, due to the injuries and all of that. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm excited to do it. Um I'll be watching and then we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they throw some good surprises at us. I hope so. And it, it it's a not the card that we all probably expected, mm -hmm. especially when it was supposed to be at Allegiant Stadium. They had to readjust some things. Roman Reigns not on the card. But I think we're going to see some good action, some good matches. So let's do our preview and predictions. If you're still with us, remember in the live chat, we want to hear from you. What's your predictions for the Money in the Bank, specifically the men's and women's Money in the Bank match? What do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to walk out with the briefcase? Let us know in the live chat. At, or if you're watching us on demand in the comments down below but you got the wwe united states championship is going to be up for grabs as theory the youngest champion in history will defend against bobby lashley of course this started after hell in a cell when theory uh started running his mouth uh they had a pose off with each other where bobby lashley won and then got baby oil sprayed in his face over the last couple of weeks bobby lashley's gotten the better of theory winning a gauntlet match to earn this opportunity and then defeated the alpha academy in a handicap match with theory as the enforcer but who walks out with the united states championship is it going to be theory continuing his reign or is bobby lashley going to regain the gold ella now the betting odds say otherwise to what my prediction actually is it should be bobby lashley however at least as of yesterday the betting odds say that theory was going to retain now listen bobby bobby lashley obviously won the wwe championship earlier in the year but then obviously lost it um if the only way bobby loses here is if some hijinks happens there's no way in hell um, pun intended with the fire behind us no way in hell that Bobby Lashley loses cleanly I will be utterly shocked if this happens I think the only way Theory retains here is if he has some hijinks some interference or something I want Bobby Lashley to win I'm predicting Bobby Lashley to win but however I feel like too especially if the plan or the speculation is Cena and Theory I think the United States Championship would be a whole separate match from it being Cena. Oh, people are saying Theory will retain. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want... Man, maybe it's because I want Bobby Lashley. I'm still going to go with Bobby Lashley. I think if the plan is to have Cena in theory have it at SummerSlam, they kind of had that little moment on Raw. I don't think you need you, I don't think you need that match for the United States Championship. So I think Bobby Lashley will have his own separate title match at SummerSlam. I could see that. I just, you know, I, I saw the moment with Theory and Cena, and I was just like, I don't feel it. I didn't feel it. I thought I would... I thought I would feel something like, oh, I really want to see this match. When I saw that, it just kind of seemed like it kind of seemed like a nine-year-old talking to the high school uh, college yeah. captain of the football team. Just just won the championship, and he's like, "Well, I just won the Pee Wee Championship. I'm better than you. Let me take a selfie because I just told you." All. He seems so beneath Cena when that moment happened that I don't want to see the match now. But Bobby, Bobby, I mean. 
Bobby lost to Omas and then only won in that handicap match because he uh, got the lock on MVP. So Bobby, I mean, yeah. Bobby's been like losing some single stuff lately, right? It, at least pay-per-view wise, which is so unfortunate. So I, I want them to rebuild him. I could see them having it, but if Theory beats Lashley, there's no way in hell it'll be clean. I can see that. I can see him retaining, but do not have Bobby lose like straight up to Theory. I think that will highly ruin his momentum, especially whereas WWE needs their top stars to stay intact, especially down Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton. Bobby sure. Lashley has been one of those guys that you have relied upon, and I mean, he's already lost to Omos. He does not need to lose cleanly to Theory. I will be shocked. I'm personally going for a new United States champion, to be honest, though. I don't think we're going to get a new United States champion, but I do agree with you. Bobby Lashley is going to win. It's been a while since WWE did a non-finish on pay-per-view or a premium live event. I think that Bobby Lashley wins by disqualification or they continue the story that they started off on Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. this week. Theory's been running away from Bobby Lashley, so maybe Bobby wins by countout. I think Possible. that Bobby's going to win, but not win Okay. Possible. I'm okay with that. I think... I kind of agree with that. Maybe Theory holds on to the championship, but Bobby wins here, I think, in some aspect. Yeah, I think they want to continue the reign, but they don't want Bobby to lose. So I think that's the best medium, kind of a medium on the fence type of move, but it's the best way to kind of kill both guys. Would, but- would MVP interfere? Omos is in the money in the bank. I don't know. I think... I think they've kind of moved on from that MVP Omos thing. Yeah. I don't see MVP interfering based on one one of the comments. Is I don't see MVP interfering here. Yeah, we got uh, CM who says MVP interferes. I don't, I so. don't see that. Yeah, I think MVP's just going to be in the corner of Omos. I think he's yeah. done with uh, Lashley. And I agree with Ace. Lashley should be in the world title picture yeah. again. He never really lost the WWE did he, title. Did this he year. get it? Did he? Did he get a rematch? I no, don't. he never got a no. rematch either. Yeah, he I just came, remember that's he came thought. back before WrestleMania and versed Omos. That was it. Yeah. So we shall see. But this one I'm looking forward to here, Ella. Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship matchup. The Usos will defend against the Street Profits. Uh, these two teams have been feuding for well over a year now. They had their first match in May of 2021. They had a bunch of matches on SmackDown. Now they've been feuding over the Undisputed Tag Team titles. The Street Profits beat the Usos by countout to earn this opportunity here. They first in a couple of singles matches had that great Great promo segment last night on SmackDown with the two teams using the other's catchphrase. We did get the tease that possibly the Street Profits are having issues that we're not seeing because WWE loves to tell us stuff and not show us stuff. You need to show us that they're having problems, not just tell us, but they put it out there. But do you think the Street Profits are going to become the new Undisputed Tag Team Champions or do the Usos retain, Ella? You know, two days ago, I would have said there's no way in hell the Street Profits are winning, although I would love them to. But somebody made a good point. If they're going to start like showing the cracks in the bloodline, maybe leading up to SummerSlam or even beyond that, one of that would surely be a way to have the Usos lose and have the Street Profits re- and have the Street Profits win. However, I still... 
I still think the bloodline is going to run into SummerSlam is all the ch- is with all the championships still intact. However, I can see I I could see the the, the theory pun intended or like the plausibility of the Usos losing and then going into SummerSlam with some doubt and then Roman Reigns is like what the heck guys you know and then that kind of plants the seeds for the eventual downfall of the bloodline you know with the Usos losing at Money in the Bank and then Roman being cashed in on at SummerSlam I think that's pot that sets up the downfall of the bloodline in a way however I, I think this is going to be a banger of a match no doubt it always is between them but I I still think, oh, because you feel John Cena put them over for years. Man, two days ago, I was for certain that the Usos were retaining here. And I still think they are. However, I do think there's a possibility the Street Profits could win. And then that sets up the doubt going into SummerSlam for the bloodline. I'm still going to go with the Usos retaining, but I think there's a small chance the Street Profits might pull out the win. Because they did kind of talk about that with mm-hmm. Cena when they said they've never really beaten the Usos. They've never beaten them by pinfall or submission. Their only victory was that countout win that earned mm-hmm. them this opportunity. But I think that the WWE set the seed. They put the seed in the ground and they're now going to sow it. They're going to water it with the Street Profits mm-hmm. breaking up. Because Montez Ford looks like a single star now with the, all the weight he's built up, all the muscles he's put on. On. He talks like a, a single star. So I think they're going to start the the eventual split of the Street Profits here. So I got the Usos retaining, but I do agree with you. There is a there is a chance that the Street Profits could win to yeah. cause some doubt within the bloodline, which could be having a big weekend this weekend. We'll get to the honorary Us later on uh, <laughs> in the predictions. But first, for the Raw Women's Championship is going to be Bianca Belair defending against Carmella. This was supposed to be Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley, but Rhea Ripley, of course, like we talked about last week, she's dealing with some dental work that she had, as well as a what she uh, said was a brain injury. And of course, whenever Bianca Belair needs a replacement uh, opponent, it's always Carmella. It's literally always Carmella. Last year at Money in the Bank, she was supposed to verse Bailey. Bailey went down. She versed Carmella ahead of Money in the Bank. Uh, when Sasha Banks went down before SummerSlam last year, it was Carmella who came out as a replacement before Becky Lynch returned. And now here we have Carmella versus Bianca Belair. An interesting stat to tell you before I get your prediction here, Ella. Bianca and Carmella have had eight matches one-on-one against each other. Do you want to guess what the record is? Eight and oh, oh and eight. Yes, Bianca Belair has won all eight matches yeah. against Carmella. Yeah. So who do you think wins this ninth matchup here? It's it's very very obvious that Bianca Belair is going to win. However, it, again, it's one of those scenarios where you have to have somebody step up, much like Natalia is stepping up against Ronda Rousey on the SmackDown sides of things due to 
Flair being out and due to Sasha and Naomi being out as well. Um, Carmella's been a consistent utility player in, in her in her tweet the other day. She's stepped up in multiple occasions, being stuck with a guy with no chin, to going around dancing with our truth in the 24-7 title picture. She stepped up last year, like you said, in Money in the Bank at SummerSlam. I mean, before Becky came back. And now again, I mean, she can definitely pull out a good match. She's going to be a heat magnet. Um, Carmella's been the one to step up when they've needed somebody. She's proven that. She's going to be a decent opponent for Bianca. And I think, obviously, ultimately moving into SummerSlam, Bianca's going to have the momentum on her side. Um, Carmella's been reliable. So I, I think it's much like the SmackDown sides of things where you, where you needed somebody due to injuries or people being away. I think Carmella is a re reliable person. And obviously, you didn't want to pull from the money in the bank opponents already, being like Bliss. Um, Becky, Asuka, and Liv. So I think Carm out of everybody that's left, Carmella was the rightful option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have, you know, I would have took Zelina, but she's also injured at yeah. the moment. Uh, you know, Dewdrop could have been an opponent, but she's versed Bianca Belair a lot lately. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right that Carmella was kind of the best option that still gets heat, still can be a heel against Bianca Belair, but I don't think there's any question Bianca Belair is winning here. So yeah. <laughs> uh, another match that may or may not be predictable for you, Ella, you got SmackDown Women's Championship up for grabs is going to be Ronda Rousey defending against Natalia. Natalia won a fatal five-way matchup to earn this opportunity here. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, these ladies have been not holding any punches, whether it's on social media or whether it's on camera towards one another, whether it's Natalia bringing up uh, Ronda Ronda not being, uh, you know, accepted in Hollywood and being too worried about being a mother and not a WWE superstar, whether it's Ronda bringing up the plastic surgery that Natalia has gotten and saying that the only time she's looked like a major star is when she dressed up like Ronda a couple of weeks ago. So who is going to walk out with the SmackDown Women's Championship in a battle of submissions, the arm bar of Ronda versus the sharpshooter of Natalia Ella? Well, first of all, Natalia has been carrying this feud on her back, honestly. <laughs> Natalia's social media game, oh my god, like, so good. She made that mashup of Ronda Rousey with her, her yes. rack and all of that, making fun of that. And I said before, too, I think Natalia imitating Ronda, like, the, the imitation was better than Ronda's actual, like, get-up, to be honest with you. Um, obviously... Ronda's retaining here, but I think Natalia has definitely stepped up to the plate, and she's going to make Ronda look really good. Natalia is a veteran for a reason. I think, again, much like Carmella, there's a reason why they're relying on her. I think they could have also maybe gone Shayna, but I think maybe it might be too soon, too, because they've been friends. I mean, we saw that in the Rumble. They were working together and all that. I think sometime down the line... It should be Shayna and Ronda, at least while Charlotte is out. That's another possibility. But I think Natalia, again, here is the safe option. She's going to put over Ronda. I think, honestly, Natalia has been the one that has made this feud bearable and very entertaining. Her social media game has been very strong. If you haven't been following it, you really need to. Um, 
I mean, Natalia's just been doing a lot. Obviously, though, Ronda, unfortunately, is going to retain it and walk into SummerSlam as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Who her opponent is going to be at SummerSlam, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it also depends on money in the bank and all of that. But is Charlotte going to come back in time for SummerSlam? I don't know. But Ronda's retaining here. It's very apparent. I would be utterly shocked if... I wouldn't be mad if Natalya won, to be honest. I would be very happy if she did. But there's no way... um, There's no way Ronda's losing here. Yeah, I I think... Yeah, there's no question Ronda's going to win. As far as who she's going to first at SummerSlam, that's an interesting uh, question. Uh, Speaking of someone who who I know who he's going to say is going to verse Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, it is, of course, the biggest Charlotte Flair fan in all of wrestling YouTube. Mr. Romeo Anthony Colon just just happened (laughs) to pop in when I was about to say that Charlotte Flair might be the one versus Ronda Rousey. I think it's no question Ronda's going to beat Natalia, but do you think your your queen is going to return, Romeo? What's up, guys? Am I late? Yes, you're very late. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Hi, Ella. Hi, I'm, I'm a big Charlotte fan, too. So, I mean, I would be very happy with Charlotte being back. I think, man, SmackDown, there, no Io Shirai on SmackDown has been in grave injustice. Oh. However, she is injured. But Anyways, I digress. Go on. <laughs> yeah, we all miss Charlotte right now on the SmackDown side, don't we? After talking I all do. that trash about I... her, like, you know, we'd see better days with Charlotte gone. She's hogging up all the spotlight. And now we miss her. Now we miss her. Uh, I think Natalia's going to gonna work Ronda Rousey's legs there with that sharpshooter. I'm telling you, it's going to be a little weak. Going to be ripe for the picking. You know they don't hold on to these briefcases long at all, especially the women. Will we get a cash in tonight? I think I think because everybody's been talking about that, no, we know we're not going to get a men's cash in. We know that. No. Yeah, no money, no woman's money in the bank winner since Carmella, the first one, has held it for more than twenty four hours. Literally, I don't. I don't think we're gonna. I mean, personally, I would love a cash in on Ronda Rousey. (laughs) However. I don't see them doing that because the last four years, yeah, the last four years, we've literally had a cash in within the first 24 hours. I think they're going to drag it out at least the very least until SummerSlam. However, I would, I would love, I would be here for a cash in on Ronda Rousey. All for it. <laughs> well, this is the way I'm you the take only, the title the off her ones... while trying to protect her a little I'm bit, you know? Yeah. I'm the only one here supporting Ronda Rousey. I think she's uh, going to have a good sorry. match. <laughs> Natalia is going to make her look Natalia. good. It's going to be obviously yeah. the armbar versus the sharpshooter. Natalia is going to make her look good. Obviously, Natalia is going to tap out to the armbar. Um, but then, I, I mean, I'm ready to whatever money. I, I would be here for money in the bank cash in tonight. However, I don't think that it's going to per the last four years. I think it's time to break break a little bit of the cycle. I do agree with that. And I, I did like your point about the Shayna Baszler feud. Like, this is, that's like the most obvious feud for Ronda Rousey that they just don't keep doing. And this <laughs> would have been the perfect opportunity. This is Las Vegas. This is fight. This is the fight, the fight town of the, of the world. Yeah. You have two fight former week. MMA fighters. It's fight week. Uh, you got you. You're going against UFC. Why not have a UFC Hall of Famer versus a former Ultimate Fighter contestant at, at Money in the Bank? It would have been perfect here. I, but oh, hopefully, 
I think Charlotte spent a little bit more time off. It's okay. You could spend, you could travel with Andrade for AEW and do Ronda and Shayna at SummerSlam. I think, I think if Charlotte does not return, it has to be Shayna. However, <laughs> my money in the bank winner would have very large implications that she could be, if she cashes in the same night on Ronda, um, that I could see them. I don't know. I don't know. When we'll I have saw to get them, into this later. I don't know. When, when I saw they put like Shayna talking to Ronda that on a, on a, Twitter exclusive, like a social yeah. media exclusive. I have zero faith since that that it's going to be addressed on TV. Like it's a backstage yeah. thing. It's for the it's for yeah. The, I, the when internet. I saw that, when I saw that, I was like, "Why is this not on TV? This is actually really good and a gr- very interesting that they could have used that on TV. That Shayna was in the middle of her best friend and her tag team partner with Natalia and Ronda, and Shayna's, but Shayna's not even in Money in the Bank. But let's talk about that woman's Money in the Bank ladder match. We already started kind of talking about it already. It's going to be Lacey Evans versus Alexa Bliss versus Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Asuka versus Shotzi, versus Becky Lynch. Who is going to walk out with the briefcase? We got two former Money in the Bank winners in Asuka and Alexa. Becky has been kind of the lifeblood of the buildup to this matchup. Raquel Rodriguez has been running riding high on SmackDown. Lacey Evans just returned. And... Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan has got a bunch of fans who want to see her win, including some WWE superstars, and Shotzi's there to take some bumps. Ella, who do you got <laughs> this one? Now, my answer is not going to be everybody's cup of tea, because again, it's not who I want to win, it's who I think is going to win. A, a lot of people, including myself, want Liv Morgan to win. I mean, but yeah. one, she just got the two wins this past week on SmackDown, and raw and traditionally you don't have the winner the week of the go home shows winning so she's heading into the event with some momentum but i think that's because she's not going to win the thing and they want to give her something but two i think last year honestly last year should have been Liv morgan's wave time to win money in the bank because she was so hot the crowd was super into it and since then She's been winning some stuff, but not when it counts the most. When it counts to championship matches, she has lost all of them. Number one contenderships. I mean, she lost, then Dewdrop won that one going into uh, Royal Rumble. She she wins. She's beaten Rhea Ripley. She's beaten Sasha Banks. She just beat Alexa Bliss. Um, she beat the Team SmackDown. But when it counts the most, unfortunately, she falls short every time. And that's that's the booking. Of, that's just the booking of Liv Morgan. I truly believe last year should have been the time. And obviously not going in, she has to win. However, uh, it, it hurts me to say this, but I truly believe that since she's come back, They've obviously, I mean, they've been flip-flopping her between Raw and SmackDown, heel, face, but obviously there's some investment in Lacey Evans. There is something here to where they've been pushing her. They pushed this sob story. They've been flip-flopping her. She's been heavily winning her matches. Lacey Evans is going to win Money in the Bank in my book. And maybe she's the one to beat Ronda Rousey. It pains me to say it, but there's obviously been some investment in Lacey Evans going back. Whether or not it's been consistent, she's been flip-flopping everywhere, but there's some investment there with WWE on her. They've been pushing her. Um, 
I could see the argument for Becky. Becky's on the poster, whatever. But I don't, don't, don't think Becky necessarily needs it. Um, she will because she will hold the card. I don't know. I think Lacey Evans is going to take home this one. I want Liv Morgan to win, but I think last year should have been the time for her to win it. Um, I, I really think Lacey Evans is going to win this. You you said it wasn't going to be my cup of tea. This is my cup of tea. I, this, I, is it. this is just the tea I wanted because I, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. make sense. Yeah, I don't want it necessarily, but it makes it makes sense. You know, because it's July second, ladies and it's gentlemen. It's fourth. Oh yeah, it's three and fourth, fourth of July, July weekend. weekend. You're gonna give it to the former Marine. That's yeah. what it's all about. They did all this build up, all the story about Lacey Evans, and I got the perfect scenario. Lacey wins Money in the Bank. Charlotte comes back on the SmackDown after Money in the Bank sets up Charlotte versus Ronda three at SummerSlam, and Lacey catches it in in the match and beats Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair does because, not to be, need to be cashed in on for like the fourth time. Because, because, because Lacey, Lacey was supposed to beat Charlotte for the Raw Women's that Championship is true. in 2021. So this is that's just who? giving her what, that's, that was the booking when she had a baby with Rick, Rick Flair. Um, with doing that whole, that whole conversation. I forgot all that. Yes, exactly. I don't don't forget. <laughs> I am here. I am here. I am here to remind. I'm sure you. other people forgot. R- R- Romeo, I'm sure you have a more creative uh, Money in the Bank winner, right? All right, you want to do this the easy way or the hard way? Both. <laughs> Both. The easy way is the Brock Lesnar style win. Just you're not even advertised for the match. You just show up at the end and you just grab the briefcase. The hard way is you actually got to work a ladder match. So. Uh, I don't know. One of these women, may, let's say Shotzi, gets taken the hell out of here. Putting Charlotte in. <laughs> no, just poor Shotzi. Insert Charlotte Flair. Ah, it just had to be somebody, you know. It made the graphic look better. It was easier to do it that way. Uh, but I wouldn't mind uh, your pick, Lacey Evans. I wouldn't mind her getting taken out. That'd be great, too. Uh, yeah, the easy way or the hard way, a horsewoman's going to win this match. And if Charlotte is there, it's going to be her. If she's not there, I'm going to go Becky. I, I just I agree with Ella. I just don't see the reason to give it to Becky unless she's going to be the first one to not cash in successfully, and that continues her her going going crazy because she she loses when she had the money in the bank. Right. That's that's which the only would, way I can know, see that. Happening. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Uh, we shall see you. We shall see. But finally, we got the men's money in the bank ladder match. Uh, all's now all seven competitors are in this, so it takes away one of our options. Uh, apparently, Romeo, uh, for the men's money in the bank, as it's going to be Seth Rollins versus, versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Omos versus Riddle versus Sami Zayn versus the newest entrant, Mad Cap Moss. Who's going to walk out with the briefcase in this one? We got to also got two former money in the bank winners. We got world champions. Who's going to be the winner of the men's money in the bank? Ella? For me, there's only three plausible scenarios here. Two of them. I find very unlikely to be honest. This is the most like unpredictable. I think men's money in the bank though. I've ever seen, obviously it was very obvious. Cody was going to win this, but I do think there's an added layer of unpredictability to this personally. Um, 
I would love just for the memes, the conspiracies for Sami Zayn to win this with the whole bloodline thing and in him saying, oh, I'm not going to cash this in. I'm doing this to protect the bloodline. <laughs> and then ultimately he, he turns on like Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and all of that. I think that would be gold. I don't think it's likely. I could also see them having it, put it on Riddle. And somebody brought up a theory the other day that if Riddle won, like he would hold it in and give it to Randy. Like, this is for you, Randy. Because again, Randy <laughs> Orton was also another option to go against yeah. Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. So I could see them having it put it on Riddle for that reason too. But it's got to be Seth Rollins, right? I hope it's Seth Rollins. He's been losing like every pay per view this year he's been on. And I think the only one he won was by DQ against Roman Reigns at the Rumble. Um, yeah. I think most likely, and Roman and Seth is first in the betting odds. I think uh, Drew and Sheamus are just going to be fighting the whole time. Omos is just going to be there. Um, Madcap, I think, I think Madcap was a, a pick. I didn't think about to be the TBD. He's been on a, he's been on a really roll. He's been, um, happy Corbin three times in a row. They've been booking him strongly. I don't think he's going to win, but I, I think he's a good pick to have in this because he has had so much momentum. However, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins B is going to be my Messiah, my savior and praying to God that he cashes, he wins and cashes in at summer slam seth rollins i'm rooting for you you're my pick don't let me down <laughs> it's like you're talking directly to seth please like, please don't let please. me down <laughs> Romeo, hey. who you got speaking of letting down do you think our guy connor casey who was on our money in the bank preview you think he's a little let down he's got a little steam out of his sails on the cody rhodes idea of uh showing up at the end of this match and just grabbing that briefcase now that tbd is not cody rhodes it's Madcap Moss, like I predicted. <laughs> you, you you only needed one arm to pull down the briefcase. This should it should have been TBD going in. It should have. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm mad that Rubio was right that it is Madcap <laughs> Moss. I think it makes yes. sense so that it's been Madcap. He's been on really a roll. Um, I yes. I do think though there's a fool everybody. Of... Sorry, Ella. Sorry to interrupt you. You know what fooled everybody is that they did a last chance qualifier on Raw. Yes. Yeah. Last chance. <laughs> yeah, I, and I said that. I said that when they did that. I was like, "Why is this a last chance? And there's still one more spot remaining. Like that doesn't make any know. sense." <sighs> yeah, it was the, oh. the second to last chance. <laughs> if if, if Charlotte comes, if if my idea about Charlotte come uh, comes to fruition, then yeah, you can forget about Cody Rhodes doing the exact same thing. But if it doesn't, yeah. hey, maybe there's a little hope. Maybe Who, you never know. Does Charlotte take out Shotzi then? I think Shotzi, like um, like SP3 said there, she's gonna take a lot of bumps and look really she's gonna sell. Right. She's gonna sell. I mean, I mean the Brock Lesnar way of winning. But, where you oh, just show okay. up and grab the briefcase and Fair. they'll deal with it. Oh yeah, while while Ali <laughs> is just standing there. Like Yeah, man. <laughs> Bad memories. <laughs> um uh, another possibility you didn't bring up, Ella, was was Drew McIntyre and just catching in at a Clash of the Castle. I think uh, him and I think him and Sheamus are going to be too preoccupied fighting each other to even like. I think at some point we'll have a tease of that, but I think they're just going to get lost in fighting each other, and Drew might get jumped by Butch and Rich Holland. To be honest with you, I think oh, MVP God. is obviously <laughs> going to be there too to be some reinforcements for Omos. Um, but I think Drew, like I said, Drew and Sheamus are just going to be too busy fighting each other, I think, to have a real focus in this matchup. I think with the booking already being made, Roman and Brock at SummerSlam, 
that they see that they want Seth Rollins to uh, win again and try to recreate his moment. Oh, now, will I it be even... recreated is another question. But he's gonna try to. He's gonna talk it up. He's gonna be like, he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be hyping that match. He's like, ha 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 ha. I, I'm I here for wait. it. I'm here for him to be obnoxious with that briefcase. I didn't. I didn't realize that it's literally the exact same scenario with, where it would be Brock and Roman. I didn't think about that. That it would literally be recreating history just at SummerSlam. I mean, I want it. I'm have praying to for the, it. He. It wouldn't be a triple threat like regular match where he get the pin. He has to nope. make them make them both be the last man standing. Mm-hmm. So it's better if he catches yeah, them after right. the match instead yeah. of during. That's the right. Match. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to, you know, a lot of people aren't looking forward to that match anyways. But if Seth Rollins is lurking, maybe it adds a little more interest. I think it does. See if he succeeds or fails. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Seth. I'm going to go with the most interesting option now that the Cody Rose option has been taken away from me. I'm going with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn winning. We're all here for that. I'm here for it. What Ellen described, he wins money in the bank, says that he's gonna hold on to it for a year to just watch it. The bloodline to to protect the bloodline, (laughs) and then we keep getting the moments where he's helping Roman with the briefcase, and then he's looking at the briefcase like, should I cash it in? Should I not? Should I keep to it? And then we get to the moment where he finally realizes that the bloodline is never going to accept him. He's just the honorary <laughs> oost to keep him appeased. And he's going to realize. And then Sami Zayn has his coming to age moment where he turns babyface, cashes in money in the bank, and beats Roman Reigns for the title. I want to see that and come wins. through. Oh, I, yes, I'm going out on a limb. I am going oh for God. Sami Zayn. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for me, it. Give me the old theme as well. Give me the old theme song. Back oh, as that well. theme goes hard. Listen, the crowd would eat up this storyline. Mm-hmm. Like they'd be, Sami Zayn would get even more over. So I would I'd actually be invested in the store in the bloodline for Sam for that reason alone. To be honest, that's just me personally. Um, I, Listen, Rage and Jay, I said I could see Riddle winning it too, just for simply he's going to hold it for. This is for you, Randy Orton, because again, that was a, pl- a possible plan going into SummerSlam. It's possible. I think for me personally, the most three likely options are Riddle, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins, but I think Seth Rollins is the most likely. I'm shocked that and- Drew's, Drew is second in the betting odds, to be honest with you. I think I think that's because he the whole he can do the the Rob Van Dam Rob Van Dam yeah. one money in the bank to get yeah. his shot at one night stand. We already know that money happening. in the bank yeah. to get it at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. So, um, and you know, as far as the riddle thing goes, it, it's still very fishy that they introduced that whole stipulation that oh, you can never challenge Roman Reigns as long as he's mm-hmm. champ. Like, why would you do that? Why? For no other reason than to have it mean something. Hopefully. I don't know. They, they've also had things where somebody is b- banned from SmackDown, but then they're on SmackDown like two weeks later, to be fair. <laughs> before. So uh, sometimes these stipulations don't mean anything. And, and, and you know, Survivor Series is the only time a year uh, Raw and SmackDown go against each other until last night's SmackDown when they had Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Yes, that brings us to a close for True Hill Heat 182. We want to thank Ella J for joining us. You were a tremendous guest. Thank you so much for joining us, for titillating our juices throughout this episode of True Hill Heat. Let the people know where they could find you on social media and what you got going on. 
The easiest way to find me is where it says right down below here at It's Ella J on Twitter. If you go to the link tree in my bio, you can find most of my links to SE Scoops, WrestleZone, all that fun stuff. I will do. Will be doing a Money in the Bank post show right after uh, Money in the Bank. I, I don't know why I just almost said SmackDown. But right after Money in the Bank on SE Scoops with Steve Fall and maybe some surprise guests. I still don't know yet, but that's going to be fun. I'm super excited. Like I said, I have my three-year anniversary show coming up for a wrestling gal two weeks from today we got a special episode coming up for that one i haven't done before and i will be in nashville tennessee for starcast and SummerSlam. so that's some of the fun stuff coming up yes follow ella j support ella j she's doing great work in wrestling media and we were so happy to have her on the show romeo you got a busy night coming up with the Money in the Bank. Watch along. Let the people know where they can find you and what you got going on. Hey, follow me, True Hill Romeo, on Twitter and Instagram. If you're a Fightful Select member, I'll be on their uh, preview for Money in the Bank at 3 p.m. Eastern. Check that out. And, yeah, tonight it goes down 8 Eastern, not 7, because there ain't no pre-show. They don't do anything on the pre-show, so I will not be there for the pre-show. <laughs> 8 p.m. Eastern, we will watch Money in the Bank, and that'll go smoothlessly into UFC 276. We'll watch it all. I am energized. Uh, catch me Mondays, Raw Watch Alongs, Tuesdays, like this Tuesday, NX3, number 65. We're going to watch The Great American Bash. Join us for that. Dynamite Watch Alongs. And, yeah, I think that's everything. Catch True Rewind over on Fightful Overbooked. Me, SP3, and Drunk Guy JJ will be uh, filming a new episode very soon. And also check me out on Fightful. I was on the spotlight this week. If you didn't see it, they did an interview with me around the one-hour, 20-minute mark, I think. So check that out. If you want to know more about me, that I don't uh, digress here on True Hill Heat. Yes. Like to be a mystery I, I over here. I even learned some stuff about Romeo as well during that interview. Great work <laughs> over there on the spotlight. So check all that stuff out as well as our exclusive preview of Money in the Bank with Connor Casey. Unfortunately, his Cody Rhodes idea did not age well, but you never <laughs> but know. You never, I'm going to clip know. that. You never know. You never know at all. But that brings us to a close for this edition of True Hill Heat. Of course, follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. You can follow the gang on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat for $3 a month. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Be a part of our prediction championship where you can predict for DCW as well as Money in the Bank uh, for over this the next couple of days for the weekend as we're closing out at the end of the month with. SummerSlam for our prediction championship so be a part of that and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash True Heels for your True Heel Heat content thank you so much to Ella J thank you to Miss Chrissy Love thank you to Romeo it is me it is me your True Heel Phenom SP3 this has been True Heel Heat 182 titillating my juices we are signing off until <laughs> next time